This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Parents want to give you a disclaimer right now. We're going to be dealing with a difficult subject, and you may want to push the pause button. Let's wait a minute and give mom a a second to pick up her phone. I think it just fell between the seats as she's driving. Dad's reaching over. He's grabbing it, and he presses pause. All right, we're ready to go. (laughs) Pastor Michael, our question today is suicide. If a person commits it, do they go to heaven or hell? There are so many things to be said about suicide. And um, to be honest, um, most of them are offensive to somebody. This is one of those subjects that no matter what you say, um, depending on how close somebody is to the circumstance, it's just a hurtful, um, difficult subject. Um, Some people have said um, suicide is the pinnacle of selfishness. And to some degree, that's completely true. It is one of the most self-absorbed things somebody can do if they are in their right mind. But that's the nature of sin. Sin, the DNA of sin is selfishness. And um, and so there are some people who in the pinnacle act of selfishness commit suicide. Um, some people have said depression is a disease. The person did not have a choice. I'm not going to get into a debate about whether or not depression is a disease or not or how control somebody is or is not of their decisions in the midst of deep depression. Um, But here's what we know, that depressed people do things that in their right mind would would never have done otherwise. And so um, my general posture is um, I just want to give the benefit of the doubt to the person. Um, that whatever they were enduring was obviously so overwhelming and um, enormous in scope um, that under the weight of that, their true self was lost. Um, again, unless you're in that circumstance, you know you can't totally fully know. Even the mindset that somebody might be in as they write a suicide letter um, may not even be the mindset that they're in when they're actually um, committing suicide because sometimes there's a large gap between the letter and the event. And um, sometimes people write the letter without any intention of doing it um, and then something takes over them and they end up doing it. So I want to just be really... Um, gracious and want to be really sensitive um, to all of those things. It's never helpful when pastors or anybody just throw out these one-liners, how selfish, Um, maybe, maybe not, you know. Um, maybe there was more going on than we could ever possibly imagine. Maybe um, this was the height of spiritual warfare to levels that we have never even begun to encounter. Maybe there were hormonal imbalances. Maybe there was some kind of issue with something in their mind, a tumor or something that um, made their personality shift or change. I mean, the options are endless Mm -hmm. when we start talking about what could possibly bring somebody to this um, circumstance. And so in the Bible, there are six specific um, instances of people who commit suicide, Abimelech, Saul, Saul's armor bearer, um, Ahithophel, Zimri, Judas. Um, You could say seven if you count Samson in that. Um, Most people don't count that as suicide. They more more count it as uh, um, self-sacrifice, I think, to take out 
um, a group of people. So um, the Philistines, but so at the very least you have six um, men who have committed suicide. All of them, but one are really considered to be evil. Um, Saul's armor bearer. We don't really know about him, but um, one of the things that we see is that this is not a new problem. I mean, this goes back Mm -hmm. as far as we have um, literature. So uh, I want to make one principle and this principle um, should be the filter through which every suicide is processed for the Christian. Here's the principle. Salvation is not gained by good works, nor is it ever lost by good works. Amen. That's the principle. So um, some believe um, because of some, um, we'll say more old school Roman Catholic teaching that taught if one commits suicide, they immediately go to hell. Um, this has been a filter that they have believed their entire life and just assumed. Many people, when I talk to them, they assume that because I'm a pastor or religious that I automatically believe that if somebody commits suicide, then they go to hell. And and I'm always like, where did you get that from? And it's just kind of ingrained into the, we'll just say the cultural heart language of, of America. And so, um, but the Bible um, speaks very differently about these kind of categories. Um, there is nothing that you can do that can make you lose your salvation and nothing you can do that will make you earn or get your salvation. Um, it is a free gift that cannot be taken away um, no matter what you do. So what if I die, Michael Fueling, um, Tim Chin, what if we die and we are in the middle of lusting after somebody who's not our wife and then we have a heart attack and die in that moment? Do we go to hell um, for that? Um, what if I am in the middle of a sinful wa- a fight with my wife or my kids and I'm just saying things that are not godly and then in that moment I croak and fall over? So is my salvation in jeopardy um, because in the moment of my death I did something good or bad? And, um, and the answer, of course, is no, that's ridiculous. There is nothing that you can do to make God stop loving you, to get the Holy Spirit out of you, um, once the Holy Spirit is in you, once you are <clears throat> saved or forgiven, um, it is final. It's complete, no matter no matter what. And so, there have been some objections to this idea. Number one would be: Would somebody filled with the Holy Spirit ever do this? I would just say, people filled with the Holy Spirit do all sorts of crazy, crazy things. They do. And then we use this example often. We say, "Can God forgive a murderer?" And then, of course, every Christian says, yes, there's no sin that God can't forgive. Um, And so, but here's the deal. Murder is worse than suicide. At least suicide is self-murder. There's only one person directly involved. In murder, there is two people involved. And so, um, quite honestly, um, the murderer is more guilty than the person who commits suicide. So that being said, um, Christians filled with the Holy Spirit sin and do crazy things um, all the time. The second objection would be, could somebody filled with the Holy Spirit even do this? And I would say yes and much worse. King David filled with the Holy Spirit didn't just, we'll say, rape Bathsheba, um, take something from her that was not his to take, kill her husband, and then try to cover it up, right? So let's just talk about um the badness of some Mm -hmm. things. Would somebody ever filled with the Holy Spirit ever do this? And the answer is clearly um, yes. Christians are capable of stupid, crazy, bad sin. And the Holy Spirit inside of us does not guarantee perfection or sinlessness. Um, This is why we tell people all the time, I am not a Christian because I'm good. I'm a Christian because I'm a sinner. It's a huge, huge distinction. 
Um, and then one of the third objections, um, particularly to the mental illness um, side of things, is um, could somebody filled with the Holy Spirit be affected by mental illness? And I joke and say, yeah, walk into any church. <laughs> um so yes, um, Christians can have dementia, Alzheimer's, schizophrenia. I mean, the list goes on and on and on um, because of our body of flesh and sin, which um, uh, creates an expectation of certain death and the decay of our physical bodies. Um, it's also the decay of our minds. And so um, at some point, uh, every Christian should expect to die. And many of us will um, be afflicted by some kind of mental illness, not all, but many. And um, God oftentimes allows these things to happen. And um, interesting story about my my grandma. Um, she um, basically demanded that salvation was by good works her whole life. And then she came down with dementia and then trusted in Christ while she had dementia. And, uh, and so it took her getting dementia dementia to forget about her conviction of being saved by good works. And, uh, and then she trusted in Christ, um, in one of those moments. And so, so could a Christian filled with the Holy spirit be affected by mental illness? Yes. Mm -hmm. And can that mental illness lead to deep depression and eventually suicide? It's possible. And it has, you know, happened. And, uh, and so I want to just close with some encouragements, um, one for non-Christians. Um, again, if you are hearing Christians talk about this and they're just being insensitive and ridiculous, um, I would like to lower your expectation of Christians and say, we do dumb things, we say dumb things, and um, my desire, and I know Tim's desire, is to not say dumb things in the middle of some of the most heated environments. Um, number two is for those who have lost somebody who's professed faith in Jesus. This is not the unpardonable, unpardonable sin. The unpardonable sin, if I could say that word correctly, is not trusting in Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to just look at you and say, um, I don't know what happened in those moments. I don't know what they wrote in the letter. I don't know how far um, the letter was from the actual act. I don't even know if there was a letter. But here's what I want to say is that once you are saved and trust in Jesus and are filled with the Holy Spirit, nothing can change that, even if we do something really, really, really bad. And then there's a hard truth for somebody who has lost um, a loved one to suicide who rejects Jesus. And the hard truth is that um, anyone who rejects Jesus does not go to heaven. They go to hell. And uh, what I tell everybody in those moments when they say even their suicide letter was filled with um, negative things about Jesus and God, and if God was good, how could he, et cetera. We had one circumstance, and I looked at the, um, the mother, and I said, um, look, uh, I can't tell you what happened between them writing this letter and the act of committing suicide. And you never know what goes on in somebody's heart until you get to heaven. At that very last moment, there could have been a change um, uh, uh, of heart. You just, you just don't know. Uh, but what I can say is um, no matter what they did, did or did not do, um, this is a reminder that you need to get right with Jesus Christ because apart from him, there is no salvation. So those are some of my general thoughts on this, and um, we'll give you a little surprise here at the end. Um, Tim, I would love just to take a minute and have you share as a chaplain some of your experiences um, as you have navigated working with families as you walk into um, context where somebody's committed suicide. Yes. As a chaplain, I've walked into the scene of a crime, uh, a crime of suicide, and in several of these situations, uh, whether the person has taken their life through hanging or a shot um, from a gun or an overdose of, of illegal drugs or legal drugs, each time 
as a follower of Christ, as a pastor, as a person who cares about people on a spiritual level, there has been an overwhelming sense of evil that is present at that scene of that crime. Mm-hmm. There's, without being weird, without being overly spiritually minded in this situation, we know that evil is real and Satan loves when people get to the point where they're in depression and ultimately to the point of despair where they're hopeless. And with Christ, there's always hope. And it's just so sad in each of those situations that a person has reached the point of despair and hopelessness that they feel the only way out, the only way out of their pain, the only way out of their suffering or their situation is to take their own life. Mm. And yet with Christ, there's always hope. Mm. There's always that next day. He's always there loving, caring, and wants what's best for them, which is not suicide. Mm. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that we might have life and life to the full. Imagine Satan just throwing a big party, you know? And um, and for those who have trusted in Christ, where maybe there was um, a battle that was lost, um, I imagine Jesus winning the war with those who trusted in Christ and have committed suicide and and uh, shaming Satan. You may have taken their life, but I have their soul and their eternity. And, and I will give them a new body where you have no access to hurt them or touch them anymore. And thank you, Tim, for that. I appreciate that. That was really uh, just helpful conclusion about the darkness that surrounds much of this. Listeners, thank you for letting us share the answer to that question today with you. Please don't forget, you can submit other questions to our podcast by visiting our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A podcast question. Listeners, please join us Monday when we answer the question, have the charismatic gifts ceased? Mm -hmm.